Hello everyone, this is Matt Ferret, author of Prepare for Medicare and Prepare for Social Security Insider's Guidebooks and Online Course Training Series. Welcome to another episode of The Matt Ferret Show, where I interview insiders and experts to help light a path to successful living in midlife, retirement, and beyond. If you enjoy the show, I'd love your support. Please follow, like, and subscribe wherever you are. Leaving honest reviews and five-star ratings really helps the show thrive and helps others discover it. Thanks. I'd also like to invite you to sign up for my newsletter. I send two a month full of news you can use, and you can sign up on any of my three websites, prepareformedicare.com, prepareforsocialsecurity.com, and themattferretshow.com. Do you know what you're putting into your body? I mean, really know? We've all heard buying organic is good for us. Eat your fruits and veggies, an apple a day. We're constantly blasted with all sorts of food and diet advice, including the use of supplements and vitamins. But there's more to it than that. What you're ingesting is important, but what we don't often hear is the chemical makeup, age, processing, and transportation of food and those vitamins that severely impact the quality of what you're putting into your body, even if it's organic. Frank Davis says there's a big difference between nutrition, vitamins and minerals consumed in a whole food form, and synthetic forms, which are everywhere. Frank is the CEO of OptiVita Health, which uses cutting-edge technology and specific sourcing to provide natural wellness supplements that turn fresh fruits and vegetables into powder with minimal loss of nutrients, colors, or flavor. Frank has been in the health and wellness industry for over 30 years, and after years of health issues, began his personal journey determined to find a way to ensure that the foods he ingested to heal weren't compromised in any way. It's no secret our food is grown in nutrient-deficient soils, treated with herbicides, pesticides, and fungicides, and then transported thousands of miles over weeks of time before arriving in our grocery stores. Over time, temperature, and distance, the nutritional value of all foods degrade. On this episode of The Matt Ferret Show, we touch on the state of U.S. nutrition, agricultural practices, food as medicine, the supplements industry and how the difference between commonly found synthetic vitamins and minerals in our foods and multivitamins are so very different than those found in whole foods. One more thing, Frank was also nice enough to offer a discount to The Matt Ferret Show listeners. Type in Ferret15 at checkout to get 15% off. Thanks, Frank. Enjoy. Frank, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Matt. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk to you about it. Tell everybody what you do, how long you've been doing it, and how you help people. Well, uh, I'm in the health and nutrition business, the wellness business. Um, it, it's a passion of mine. It's something that I got into uh, primarily because of health issues I was dealing with uh, throughout my life. and. Um, you know, I I just, I felt if it could help me based on um, the immune compromised uh, health that I had, it could help anybody. I was convinced that if it could help me, it could literally help anybody because I, I literally grew up from childhood on with every childhood disease and all, just a myriad of them growing up. And so, you know, candidly, I'm healthier at 77 than I was at 47. So I'm convinced it can help anybody. So it sounds like there's a story there. Go. What's the well, backstory the, there? Go. Yeah, there is a story. 
uh, you know, and I'm I'm sure I'm not uh, unique in this, that a lot of people get into a profession because they are researching for answers to their own solution or solutions to their own problems. And, and that's really what I did. Um, you know, as the story, as I mentioned, I, I literally struggled with virtually every childhood disease known to man. And I, uh, um, I had measles and mumps and chicken pox and you name it. I had pneumonia. Uh, I ended up getting pneumonia twice. I had hepatitis twice. I had mononucleosis twice. Um, in my early forties, I came down with chronic fatigue syndrome for a type A personality like myself, it was literally a sentence worse than death because I couldn't even go on a walk with my wife. I was, when we went to our condo down the Southern part of the state, I had to make a bed in the back of the suburban and, and lay down the entire way. And it was, you know, I'm a, what I call a wannabe athlete. I, I love sports and I love to participate, but I had this cycle of just dealing with sickness, getting better, trying to, you know, and just keep going. And so anyway, when I had that chronic fatigue, um, it was a catalyst, a driving force that said, I have got to find a solution. I cannot live my life like this. And um, I happen to live in an area that I it would be the capital of network marketing. Everybody had a solution. I was willing to try it all, you know, but the, uh, you know, I drank some black stuff and I would try anything and everything that was out there. But um, you know, and, and I went to the doctors and doctor, uh, I, I was prescribed, uh, an antidepressant. I said, I'm not depressed. I'm discouraged. But anyway, like I said, I was willing to try and I uh, was just researching and studying. And a, uh, a friend of mine who was a professor at the local, at the university told me about a symposium that was being held, uh, in a neighboring city here. And, uh, and, um, I went to it and the, uh, the, the um, theme of this or the title of this symposium was called Foods as a Medicine. And it was put on by a number of universities across the country um, and, uh, you know, all extremely well qualified PhDs in the respective uh, uh, areas of uh, focus. And they introduced this theme by saying there had been more research in the last five years than the prior 200 years, linking every known illness, every known disease, including cancers, et cetera, to some form of dietary deficiencies. That it was lifestyle, it was diet, it was what we're putting in our body that was really either uh, facilitating or causing the problem or but also potentially the cure. So, yeah. So was, let me, let me I'm sorry to interrupt you and pause, but I'm going to go back to, and I want, we're going to come right back to it, but what is chronic fatigue syndrome? You said you were lying down in the back of a suburban and you couldn't play sports, but how did, how did that happen? Or what was the cause and what is chronic fatigue syndrome and how do you get rid of it? I mean, I know you're going to tell us about, you know, what you, when I interrupted you, but what is chronic fatigue syndrome? First well, of all, what is that? You know, that's, uh, I, I don't think they really have a, a definition in terms of it's a specific virus. They they call it like the Epstein-Barr virus or something that is a, a viral infection that causes you to just basically 
you know, you have no energy, no strength, no, I had mononucleosis. I had it in, in college when I was uh, taking finals, all I wanted to do was sleep, but at least I could function. I could move around, et cetera. But uh, the, this chronic fatigue was just kind of, uh, uh, you're operating at, I would say about 20% of your energy, stamina, you just have nothing, no reserve to pull from. And, you know, I don't think they can pinpoint and tell you exactly what it is, but they know it's some form of a much like an Epstein virus that uh, that brings it about. So, and how long did you have these symptoms? I I was struggling this this for about nine months before I basically found a solution. And did you go to doctors and they went, we don't know what it is, or you're just tired or sleep more? I mean, what was well, that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's what they called it, you know, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome. And you could ask them, well, what is that? Just like you did. <laughs> they, <laughs> right. they they really couldn't tell you other than than it's the symptoms you're you're describing. This is what we call it, you know, and we don't know exactly what causes it, what it is. But it's, a, you know, most of them will defer to Epstein virus, Epstein okay. virus. And then their solutions for you then were as take a pill or shrug your shoulders and say, uh, no. yeah, they really, you know, get rest. Uh, that's all I wanted to do anyway. But uh, but there really wasn't uh, a, a quote solution. It wasn't a pill, uh, antibiotic, uh, whatever to uh, cure it. So, so you went on like, this mission and this journey, and that's where I'll go right back to where you left off. Was you went to a symposium and you did? Um, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, nutrition is food, or food is. It was called foods as a medicine. There you go. I knew I was going to mess it yeah. up. So and, foods of the medicine. And so, as I said, they introduced it by saying uh, that they're linking with all their studies every known disease, every known illness. Uh, to some form of dietary deficiencies. So, um, and, and and each consecutive presenter, you know, had a very well-documented presentation uh, research uh, in terms of what were in foods uh, that either prevented or cured diseases, the phytonutrients, the polyphenols, the vitamins, the minerals, and, and how they work synergistically and how the body uses them, et cetera. And, you know, certain compounds that are anti-cancer compounds in foods, certain that are anti-inflammatory, that all of these things that are in there. And, and you know, these, these presentations resonated. It makes sense to me. I remember there was a, a particular presenter from Champaign, Illinois, that... Um, uh, a lady that they gave an incredible presentation, uh, well documented, well researched, and and I, I, I at the end of it, I raised my hand and I said, you know, I, I buy into what you're saying a hundred percent. I said, I have a question though. <clears throat> I was raised on a farm. I said, uh, uh, I happen to know uh, that, you know, things are different today than they were, you know. 50 years ago in terms of modern farming techniques, the length of time from harvest to, to the table. I said, isn't there a wide variance of nutrient value in foods depending on where it's grown, how long it's been in transport, you know, whether they're using chemicals and, you know, like 
herbicides, fungicides, uh, right. you know, pesticides on it, and whether you cook it or not. And she said, oh, absolutely. Right. I said, so how do you know you're getting all these nutrients you just described is what the body needs to either prevent or cure disease? I said, it sounds like it's in a guessing game. So long story short, it just, it, it triggered in my mind. I said, I know I one, I'm not disciplined enough to try and eat all of these foods. And uh, and and secondly, I, I don't want to go to the store and say, okay, where was this grown? I live in a cold <laughs> climate. It's now uh, it's spinach. Well, where in the heck did this, how long has it been in transport? And I've done my own research. I can tell you that if you harvest spinach, uh, within 24 hours, you lose 90% of the vitamin C. Within a week, you'll lose 50% of the other nutrients. Uh, the only thing that would really stay intact if it's there in the first place is the minerals. So I didn't want to play a guessing game and say, I'm just eating this stuff. It's supposed to be good for you, but does this carrot really have any vitamin A left in it? Is, uh, uh, you know, how long has it been in transport? Well, like I say, I live in a cold climate. If I eat spinach, I can tell you it either comes from California, Chile, or Mexico. Right. And uh, if if it's losing all this stuff in the week, there is no way in heck I'm eating that uh, within a week after that has been been harvested. It's just impossible. So anyway, that that is the kind of what uh, to to finish the story. In my search, I said, I have got to find it. And I asked the lady, I said, would it not make sense if you could find this, uh, these nutrients in a uh, from foods in a concentrated form, you could test it and you would know that it had all of these nutrients that you say are these compounds, the phytonutrients, the polyphenols, the vitamins, the minerals, all of this stuff. You could measure it and you knew it was there. Uh, and then it wouldn't be a guessing game. And her answer, and it's primarily because this was to a college of dietitians, she said, well, I'm a firm believer in whole food nutrition. Anyway, that is what put me on the path. I am going to find that. I ended up uh, connecting with a registered dietitian who had her master's degree in clinical nutrition. I found a technology that could reduce any fruit, any vegetable, any food, to a powder form with zero loss of any nutrients, color, flavor. We could test it in a third-party lab. It was there. It became the foundation of what I did. And with this registered dietitian created what I call my flagship product, Complete Essentials. Anyway, getting on this product with her help, this registered dietitian who had developed a forerunner of this, I was out of my chronic fatigue in less than a month. And uh, I went for the following 12 years without as much as a cold. Never happened in my life. I, I mean, I used to joke if somebody drove by and their window was down, they had a cold, I would catch it. <laughs> I was that immune compromised. To go, you know, in my 40s to my 50s and 60s and not ever catch a cold or have a flu was... That's why I said, I knew if it could work for me, it could work for anybody. Uh, and that's why I became so passionate about it. So did you, did you, so you, you went to all this symposium and you went, aha, did you at first start trying to eat all these natural foods and you couldn't find them? Or did you move immediately into, I can't find all this stuff. The shelf life is 
you know, 72 degrees and three weeks in transit. So it's half dead when it gets here. Did you go right to like, I think I can do this in a pill or did you have some interim steps in there? Uh, well, I would say a combination. Okay. You know, I mean, I tried to gravitate to do it. I was trying to eat organic, but I was trying to get it in farmer's market. I was trying to get it as fresh as I could get it. And, uh, and then if I didn't, I, I would get flash frozen, which, you know, generally speaking is even better than fresh because when they harvest it, they usually flash freeze it immediately and it would lock it in, but it still is not the ideal. The optimal is if you were growing this produce in your backyard, you know, or growing organically, and then you were able to harvest it and consume it within six hours that you because know, within six hours after you harvest the oxidation process begins where you start slowly degradating the nutrient value of the food so the longer it's in transport the longer it is before you eat it you know the less nutrient value you're getting out of it uh so the interesting thing on this technology it created a uh you know uh, it, it it creates a a flat particular substance, a uh, flat particulate that uh, we had tested in, in shelf life and uh, an accelerated shelf life testing at 16 and a half years with zero loss of any nutrients, color, flavor. I used to package, I, I would, an example is I, I would contract with a organic, fifth generation organic farmer out of uh, Willamette Valley, Oregon. He treats his soil like people should treat their kids. It was mulching, <laughs> rotating. It was, it was, you know, it was his baby. And so a very nutrient rich. He grew this kale. When we har he harvested it, we had it in our drying facility in the Dalles, Oregon, the same day and in a powder form that day. I took that powdered kale and we took off the shelf. Uh, organic kale from a grocery store and and submitted them to testing to see the nutrient value. There was as much as eight times the nutrient value in my powdered kale than off than out of the store shelf, uh, you know, kale. Why? Because of the the nu nutrient value, the new the uh, richness of the soil was grown. Um, the fact it hadn't been in transport for days and weeks and months, um, hadn't been subjected to any of these other things, and and this technology to be able to do it, it was a it wasn't a heat, it was a infrared drying technology that is a a, a spectrum just off visible light that just targets the water molecule, and so that became the foundation of what I did, and with this registered dietitian. We literally put together a product that uh, took has all these organic, non-genetically modified fruits, vegetables. You know, um, there's over 100 ingredients in there, and we use a proprietary extraction process once we even dry it to even get it more concentrated, and then we submit it to a third-party uh, lab to validate that all those nutrients are there, 100% of the vitamin A, B, C, D, E, uh, probiotics, digestive enzymes, essential fatty acids, everything from whole foods in a whole food form. 
and the only thing you're missing is the water, the sugar, and you're so you're getting all those nutrients the way they're designed. And that's my insurance policy. I've been taking it every day for the last 25, 30 years. Wow. Um, so you saw there was a need out there. I'll go business on you for a little bit. When, when you were starting this process, not only was it fixing your health, but you saw a business opportunity to fix the health of others. It's a really big industry, right? The, the nutritional supplements. And, you, and you'd mentioned a couple of times third-party validation and third-party testing. It seems to me from a consumer standpoint, looking into the business side of it, it's like the, is it the wild west out there? And and how, how should people understand, you know, your product and the rigorous testing and methodology as a bottle of pills, right? Comparing mm -hmm. it to a bottle of pills they could pick up at a, at a big box or a, a neighborhood pharmacy or, you know, something else online. How am I supposed to, um, how do I know? How do I know what I've got is potent? How do I know what I've got is real? How do I know what I've... How do I even begin here? There's not a lot of regulation or guidance out there. Is there? No, you're right on. Okay, so here's my my philosophy. Uh, I, I've already kind of described the uh, the modern state of our agricultural system. It's uh, you know everything is driven by money, um, so it is speed to market. Uh, so. You know, today you don't see, you know, there's abusive use to pesticides, herbicides, fungicides like Roundup that leaches the mineral, you know, inhibits the mineral uptake uh, by the plants in the soil. You've got, um, you don't have the mulching and the rotating of crops. Uh, you know, they're just all sorts of things. The time from harvest to consumption. There's a uh, something that you could even Google or Wikipedia that's called birthday apples. Well, what the heck is that? It's what happens in this country where harvest apples and then they treat them with a with a, a chemical called methylcyclopropylene, and then they wax it and put it in cold storage and comes out a year later. Uh, that's why they call it a birthday apple. Well, the only nutrient value left in that apple still looks good, but is sugar and fiber. There is virtually nothing left in, in that. But that is kind of indicative what goes on in this country in particular, but worldwide is is it's not about preserving and and uh, the the nutrient integrity of the plant. It is about speed to market. It's about money. It's about, you know, so that's the the industry. So what do we do? Everybody turns to supplementation. They think, okay, uh, I, I might not be getting all those things, but, you know, I'll, I'll take some pills and I'll cover the gamut. You know, I'll get the, uh, this, I only need one of these a day and all that. So I, I look at the supplement industry in a similar fact. I think it's even worse than the, than the, um, the state of our, our uh, farming and, and agriculture industry. Uh, it's primarily controlled by the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, that there's two forms of vitamins. Most of them that you see in fortified foods, like I don't care if it's kids' cereals, whether it's in breads, it's juices and pastas. And I'll challenge, I'll tell you all your readers to just go in your pantry and look. And I and look at the the box of cereal. I'm gonna I'm gonna use some names. Let's say it's Cocoa Krispies. No, I like Cocoa Krispies. I mean. Yeah. 
My mom wouldn't ever let me have them, but I like them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if you look at the label, it'll always be fortified. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Total cereal, that's one that has everything in there. Okay. Uh, but uh, then take the vitamin you're taking. Look at the label. Uh, and I'm just going to use a poo of, you know, the most common one you'll always see is vitamin C. You know, and but in parentheses behind it, it will say ascorbic acid or some form of ascorbate. Well, let me just say that all vitamins in nature are a compound. They're a complex. They are not a single chemical isolate produced in a laboratory. But that's what the pharmaceutical in industry does. They are able to create a mirror image of the molecular structure of this and then you know, through their relationships and in the government, they're able to call it a vitamin. But I'm going to give you a couple examples. So ascorbic acid is not vitamin C. Ascorbic acid in nature is the outer protective shell of the compound complex vitamin C that, that in, includes bioflavonoids, rutein, J-factor, K-factor, vitamin T, P, and, you know, some other cofactors that enable that to work as a compound and do the, the job. The ones you'll almost always see in fortified foods are B6 and B12. Again, look in parentheses. Almost without exception, the B6 will say pyridoxine hydrochloride. Well, what the heck is that? What that, food that, is that? Right. Well, it's actually petroleum esters blended with hydrochloric acid and processed with formaldehyde. Then you go B12. Wait, wait, you B just said, you just said formaldehyde and, and uh, gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. I said <laughs> in the same sentence as a vitamin, hydrochloric right? Acid. Right. So, you know, and I would say when we look at that and understand is that, well, how does a dead oxy carcinogenic chemical benefit a live organism like the body? How are we calling that a vitamin? Don't ask me, but that's that's what it is. Uh, I can tell you without question. You go look at vitamin B12. I would say with almost without exception, when you're talking the Cocoa Krispies, when you're talking what's in your breads, what's in your pastas, what's in, it will say cyanocobalamin. Well, any idea what cyano is? Uh, Part of that? Uh, well, there, it, it calls to mind... Uh... A word of cyanide? It is. It's cyanide. <laughs> so again, does that sound like something that you want to give your body to give you something to do with health? No. Okay. So my whole point is, is the supplement industry in in by, by and large is the pharmaceutical industry. And whether it's put in a capsule, whether it's sprayed on cereal, whether it's put in a liquid like, you know, vitamin water or Diet Coke Plus, it's all the same stuff produced in the same laboratories. Um, my bias, and I have, there's university studies show if you take vitamin B, or if you take vitamin C in the form of ascorbic acid, it, it creates genotoxins that mutate the DNA. It contributes to atherosclerosis. If you take vitamin E in the form of D-alpha tocopherol versus, uh, 
in how it comes in nature, which is has four tocopherols and four tocopherols, it actually inhibits the free radical activity of the gamma tocopherol. So you're not getting the benefit. It's actually detrimental. That's the study and the bias that I have. The So that's one phase of the supplement industry. The other one is the whole food. Uh, you will have those that say, uh, you know, we only use whole food. And and, and, and I can think of a couple of the, that do a lot of advertising and network marketing company does a lot of advertising. And, and they will say, you know, there are 16 fruits in, in this particular two mm -hmm. capsules. Sure. And there's 18 vegetables in these two capsules. Well, I go online. I mean, not, that's what I'm into. And I, I dig deep. I try to pull back the curtain and find out, you know, what's behind it. They talk about a proprietary drying process, but in their video, they say, we freeze dry these. There is nothing we do to it. We mill it to a fine powder and we put them in these capsules. Well, I did a little experiment. I took one medium-sized freeze-dried strawberry, which they would have. I milled it down to a fine powder. I filled eight capsules, large capsules, with one medium-sized strawberry. One medium-sized strawberry has approximately 6% RDA of vitamin C, and that's what it's known for. Well, what does one sixteenth of a strawberry do? Well, what does one sixteenth divided by four? Because this is in two capsules. I put one one small one in in eight cap in eight capsules. So, if you look at it, what they have is they have an ingredient panel, but they have no nutritional panel. There's no listing of any vitamin, mineral, antioxidant, and the one they do, like another this network marketing company that that promotes the same thing. Well, here's these fruits and vegetables and they're harvested in this great condition and we do this and, and you're getting all these fruits and vegetables, but there is nothing on the nutritional panel. So what they do is they put these synthetics in there to be able to make a claim. So they'll put the ascorbic acid, they'll put the pyridoxin hydrochloride, they'll put the diaphotocopherol and then they'll list but when you look in the label and you'll find that, you know, besides the fruits and vegetables, they've stuck in those little synthetic chemicals produced in the laboratory so they could make some kind of a nutritional claim. Those are the two parts of, of the supplement industry. My bias is it's all about story and, and margin. It's not about what really is going to do the body good. When I hired this registered dietitian, my, you know, my first mandate to her was, can uh, what she had done originally, I said, can this be improved upon? She said, absolutely. I said, throw away the checkbook. This is not about margin. This is about my health. It's about your health. It's about my family. And as you mentioned, I did not do this as a business. But because of the results I got, I said it became a mission. No margin, no mission, but if margin is your mission, you'll compromise. Well said. Uh, and you touched on a lot of points in there that I want to I, I want to revisit. Um, okay. The state of the U.S. food industry, you, you talked about, uh, you know, kind of 
the farming techniques of, of individuals and small family farms versus the, uh, uh, the larger types of farms and the stuff that shows up in our grocery store. And even, um, um, even perhaps, you know, not the whole food store, but whole food stores, plural in general. Um, but it's what we're stuck with, right. As U S consumers, uh, unless we're growing our own vegetables in, in our garden, but even then you, you know, it's a lot more convenient to pick up a two ninety nine loaf of peppered farm bread than it is to bake your own. And I would say 99.9% of Americans post COVID are buying bread again. They're not making it. <laughs> so you're stuck with what you got in order to, you know, live and eat and feed your family and feed yourself out there. Is that food in your opinion, um, hurting us and can, um, your type of product counterbalance that, or is it going to hurt us? And it just needs to, you need to have a, a broader uh, a range or a broader palette of, of, um, of uh, you know, vitamins and minerals and antidioxins that you're not getting through this type of food structure we've got in the U.S. So uh, I would say, you know, I, I'm, for, I'm quite selective of what I eat, you know, uh, the less processed food you can eat, the better, because, you know, uh, and the more you can eat raw, the more you can eat organic, uh, the more you can grow it yourself, the better you're going to, to be. Um, uh, and I, I am, I'm 100% convinced, you know, you give your body the right nutrients, it will work miracles. I, I use the analogy, I said, most, most of us are operating on four cylinders because we're given our body four cylinder fuel. We have no idea we were created with eight. We're so used to operating at less than our capacity. Um, you know, I'm 77. I compete now, uh, you know, in racquetball, basketball, uh, biking. I, I've done in the world senior games for the last 26 years. Uh, um, I, I went down to Florida in my, when I was 70 years old and played in the national senior basketball championship, you know, I'm playing against a team that were all former uh, pro players, NBA, ABA, Puerto Rican, European, et cetera. I end up the MVP of the tournament. Well, why? Because I can move like a, a 30 year old and these guys can play half court, but I could go up and down like the ever ready bunny. And um, so I I'm just using that example to say, you know, I have the stamina, the energy at my age that um, is, is different than, you know, that's equal to what people are used to when they're in their thirties and forties. And and you put the right nutrients, it, it literally stops and reverses to a certain degree the aging process. You know, uh, I had a, um, I was biking last year and uh, went through a, a fairly technical course, got in the parking lot and couldn't get my clips out. Uh, they just, and I just tipped over. Oh, I've done that. That's yeah. the most like embarrassing thing, uh, isn't it? It's yeah. always when you're stopped. And, <laughs> and your bike and, gets up, ends up on top of you and it's like you're a beetle upside down on your shell it's yeah so i got i you. ended up i ended up having uh torn rotator cuff oh. so i go in i end up researching get a a top doctor in the state who is uh, 
who only does shoulders. He's a researcher. He's a professor at the university teaching it. So when he knew my age and what my, he asked me if I'd be a, a research subject for him. I said, sure, because they want to track what I do and, and, and the healing process, et cetera. And as part of that, they had, took my entire blood profile, everything from, you know, all the way to my testosterone level. And uh, a week after I did this, he, he, I ended up getting a call I didn't recognize on the phone, but it was this doctor, which is very unusual, usually as a staff member or whatever. But he said, we got your test results. And he said, I do have a concern. I thought, well, <laughs> what, you know, and he said, uh, you're obviously taking a testosterone supplement. And I said, no, never have. Don't plan on it. Why do you say that? And he goes, hmm, I'll get back to you. Anyway, next thing I know, he lines me up with the head of their urology department. They do some further testing because they figured this is abnormal. So then I have a, a Zoom call with the head of the urology department and the, another urologist. And so they had a split screen, but the one guy came on first and he said, and this is my whole point. He said, well, you obviously have a great gene pool. And I said, why do you say that? And he said, you do realize you have the testosterone level of a 19-year-old, right? I said, no, I didn't. And then anyway, so the other urologist came on, made the son comment about my gene pool. I go into the surgery. The uh, anesthesiologist makes a comment about my gene pool. And then the surgeon makes a comment about you know, my genetics. And I didn't say this to anybody, but I, I, I will tell the audience here, nobody would want my gene pool. My mother and my father both were dead in the early 70s, one of, of um, lung cancer, the other of heart disease. My uh, brother is a year older than I am, has uh, got cancer and struggling with dementia. My sister died of cancer. Um, I was the sick one of the family. I had all the illnesses. I had all the diseases. I had the allergies. Um, my father, my my grandfather on both sides were bald. My brother bald. Uh, my mom had genetic eye problems that was passed on to the kids. I have 20-20 vision. I have a full head of hair. Uh I attribute this to what I put in my body and what it's done for me. Uh, you know, it's not genetics. I can tell you that. <laughs> A long story, but anyway. No, no, no. That's amazing. So um, uh, how, so I'm interested in, you, you talked about this at the very beginning of the show, but, and I do want to ask this again, though. So you gave the example of the kale. Um, and the way you introduced, um, you know, and the way you figured out, right, the, 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 the your methodology and, and way of doing it was superior from a, a nutrition standpoint. But you also mentioned you get a whole bunch of different stuff in your in your. Uh, and by the way, tell everybody your, your the name of your company, and and we'll all link to links on the website and everything too. Don't 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 forget to say that. Okay. Uh, but how you got a lot of different things in your uh, in your nutrition uh, pills? Are those all similarly locally sourced? I can just imagine five hundred people like running across uh, the Western United States, <laughs> going to independent farms, and then rushing back as fast as they can. How does this actually work? In you know, in a tactical stand, like in a tactical sense, yeah. how do you get all that stuff that fresh 
um, without that degradation over time and, and transportation? Well, yeah, I mean, we do uh, vet out every single source. Uh, there are There is over a hundred different ingredients uh, in what I call complete essentials. And it's, it's named complete essentials because it was designed to give your body all the nutrients it needs to function the way it was designed to function, to have uh, optimal immune uh, health and, and, and support all the other bodily functions. You know, everything we do is depending upon, you know, I mean, our, our cells, nourishing our cells on a cellular level, you know, verse, with nutrients versus, you know, processed foods like Twinkies, you know, we're the most overfed, undernourished country in the world. And it just makes such a difference. So what we do is literally vet out where every uh, nutrient comes. And, and then, as I said, we third party test it. And so when I put on the label, there's 100% RDA of all these vitamins from a phytonutrient complex of all these fruits and vegetables, herbs, spices, grains, nuts, seeds, whatever. Um, you know, we validate it. It's not, we take away that guessing game uh, and and it's all from whole foods. So it, uh, and the interesting thing is in a whole food form, um, they don't even know what's all in that. Let's say uh, they identified lycopene in a tomato as a potent anti-inflammatory, especially for men struggling with potentially prostate cancer or you know prostate health. So what is the pharmaceutical? They try to isolate that lycopene uh, out of the tomato and put it in a capsule and now they market that because it has good research. What they find is it does, it has virtually no effect as a single isolate. They don't even know what's in that tomato that makes the lycopene work the way it's supposed to work. There's all sorts of cofactors. They work synergistically together and that's how all vitamins and all nutrients in foods function. They're designed as they work in synergy with each other in order to get like, you know, vitamin D without magnesium and without probiotics, you know, you're getting very little absorption or, or utilization of it. So they all need, you know, what's in the food form as it comes to actually benefit from it. Um, and, and, and I guess that's the primary thing. So we vet out every uh where everything is grown and and then how it's processed so that when we put it together and then test it we know what we've got and it's all from whole foods awesome um one last question before i i, I hope you tell everybody uh where we can find you on the internet or in the world sure. um if I'm a consumer listening to this, looking at my uh, multivitamin and sitting on my shelf that I pop every morning and, you know, I poke around the internet just like everybody. And you get a study that says, yeah, they don't do anything or they don't dissolve or they're not good. And then you get another study that says, yeah, it's better than nothing. It's probably better than not doing anything at all. 
where do I go with this? You know, uh, there's, as I kind of said, and you mentioned as well, there's a trillion dollar plus industry out there around, uh, you know, supplements. How do I, you know, after listening to you for 40, 45 minutes of this way, there's a lot more to this than just picking something off a shelf or going to a, you know, random place online and, and ordering mm-hmm. supplements. How do I go about finding not only obviously your products and understanding your methodology, but, but how do I go read this stuff or what should I read first before I read? Well, this stuff to make I would say, decisions? first of all, whatever supplement you take, if you can't pronounce it, don't take it. If it's not from a food, don't assume it's going to do the body good. It's a, it's a form of a chemical produced in a laboratory. And like any drug that you would take, there is also a downside to it. When you take it in a whole food form, you know, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, uh, Well, I I already did, like with the vitamin E, if you're taking it in a synthetic form, a chemical isolate, you know, then it actually inhibits the free radical activity of of what would be in a whole food form to, to do it. In, in vitamin E. And what you suggested, yeah, there are studies out there. There were studies they had to stop, like with vitamin A, uh, with pregnant women, they had to stop it because they had an abnormal amount of miscarriages. Well, all the studies that you will see in that is because they're studying these synthetic chemicals. They are not vitamins. They are what industries attempt to replicate something in a cheap form. And I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I mentioned before, ascorbic acid is the go-to form for vitamin C. Almost all ascorbic acid today comes from China. It used to come from laboratories in the U.S., but it's cheaper there. I can buy ascorbic acid for $4 a kilo. Uh, My vitamin C comes from pure organic acerola cherry that by nature is 25% whole food vitamin C. Now to get 100% vitamin C, then I'd have to four times that. I pay 116 a kilo for it. If I put those on a shelf, and it's, you ask me, if I put that on a shelf with uh, you know, uh, a vitamin C from, and people look at it and say, okay, vitamin C, vitamin C, one is... the other's 29.95, you know, they don't differentiate what it is. And, and that's why I don't really put my product on shelf because you can't explain why it is what it is. Uh, That's why I do things like I'm doing to explain people, you know, the difference between a synthetic chemical isolate produced in a laboratory with a name vitamin C versus something from whole foods uh, that does the body good versus, you know, potentially creating arthrosclerosis or creating genotoxins that mutate the DNA or other side effects. It's all cumulative. People my age, you know, been taking this stuff and they think they're, they're healthy, but your body after so long of you giving it very little nutrients starts to shut down, starts to, and that's why in the last 10 years of people's life, they're taking so many drugs, you know, whether it be heart medication or 
blood pressure medication or who knows whatever. I literally haven't taken as much as an aspirin in 15 years. You know, I believe given your body, there's no, I don't need it. You know, I, there's nothing that, uh, you know, my blood profile, my triglycerides, 46, my cholesterol, 160, you know, all of the, the markers that, you know, would be the, the telltale. Uh, and that's why they keep telling my, my, my genetics are obviously good, but anyway, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. No, but... you did. No, you did. Uh, tell everyone how to find you on the internet or elsewhere. Uh, well, my, the name of my company is Optivita Health, O-P-T-I-V-I-D-A, basically stands for Optimal Health. Uh, and so it's www.optivitahealth.com. And uh, uh, I do start, have a... Yeah, if I'm starting fresh, where do I start? Uh, I, uh, what product should I buy if I'm, if I'm looking for a total health? Um, yeah, where do I start? How do I, how do well, I start this process? Well, obviously my bias and it's what I do is uh, I will not go a day without my complete essentials. It is what I call the insurance policy. I'm giving my body all the nutrients it needs to function the way it was designed to function. You still have to eat. You still need calories. You still need protein, carbohydrates, and fats. But from a phytonutrient, vitamin, mineral, antioxidant, probiotic, digestive enzymes, essential fatty acid, it's all there. And it's in a whole food form. And it tastes good. It's in a powdered form. I put it in a smoothie every morning. I, I have uh, some frozen organic berries, a half a banana, water, put that in there with some, I produce a, uh, a protein powder, plant-based protein powder, and I put it in, and that's my morning meal. And it's very filling because it nourishes you on a cellular level. And, you know, you have energy and you have stamina. Number one feedback I get from people is I, I feel energized. Um, but you'll also find you don't get sick especially during the cold and flu season. So that would be the number one thing I would say I would recommend to anybody and anybody. I mean, I give this stuff out more to friends and family and those that are struggling and any than anything. Because uh, there's nothing that brings me more satisfaction than seeing people uh, respond to, you know, uh, to being able to feel better and function better. And, you know, it just, it, it, it changes their life. I've got to imagine that's very, very rewarding. That's, um, that's, uh, that's good work out there. Um, what questions did I not ask about this topic that I should have? Well, I think it pretty well covered it. I mean, you know, my, my two biases are, you know, uh, no matter how hard you try today, it's almost impossible to get the nutrients in our body that it needs to function the way it was designed to function because of uh, where it was grown, how long it's been in transport, the foods, uh, the, the high percentage of processed foods and cooked foods that we eat. And so how do we cover that? And that's why I developed the what I did because I knew I couldn't do it. And I can, I'm not growing at all and I'm in a cold climate and I don't have a greenhouse and I'm not, you know, so uh, that's why I created this product and worked with this registered dietitian to do it. Um, so that would be the one. The other is, you know, 
be very selective what you do put in your body in terms of supplements because most of them don't do the body good. They are created in laboratories and uh, you're, you potentially OD on them. If you uh, even, I, I mentioned B6 as pyridoxin hydrochloride. I don't know, uh, I, one time on Wikipedia, I found a, a clip that said, if you take it in the form of uh, this pyridoxin hydrochloride, you take too much of it, it will attack the nervous system. And then the paragraph below in whole food form, you don't, your body knows how to deal with it you, and you'll never have to worry about it. Well, think about it when you're, you, you go get your cereals and your breads and your juices and it's in everything. Then you take your supplement and then the, you know, uh, the, the, the number one supplement on GNC, if you look at the label, it is 5,600 and something percent RDA of vitamin B6. And you're adding that to everything. So you're ODing on this toxic chemical and you just keep putting it in. And one of the, one of the things you'll notice when you um, uh, taking vitamin, especially the B complex in a synthetic form, it, you will uh, turn your urine yellow, bright yellow. In a whole food form, never. It, it, what it's doing, your body's, trying to get rid of it it's trying to get out of the system but if you take the same amount in a whole food form your body knows how to use it or to store it uh so anyway i think uh i went on beyond what you were asking me but those are the the questions you you know whole food and and supplementation i think you've pretty well asked and i've rambled on about both of them no, and I'm glad you did. This is uh, news and uh, individual takes from an expert that's just not out there uh, as much as it needs yeah. to be. So, Frank, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to me and everybody else about this. It's been really enlightening. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. I appreciate it. You know, I, I'm passionate about it, if you can't tell. I can. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. You bet. Thank you. Frank, thank you. Don't forget the discount code just for the Matt Ferret Show listeners. Enter Ferret15, that's F as in Frank, E-R-E-T, the number 15. It'll get you 15% off. If you liked this episode, please follow, like, subscribe, and rate the show. Make sure to hit the Matt Ferret Show website for all the links and show notes. Until next time, to your wealth, wisdom, and wellness, I'm Matt Ferret, and thanks for tuning in. The Matt Ferret Show, related content, publications, and MF Media LLC is in no way associated, endorsed, or authorized by any governmental agency, including the Social Security Administration, the Department of Health and Human Services, or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The Matt Ferret Show is in no way associated with, authorized, approved, endorsed, nor in any way affiliated with any company, trademark names, or other marks mentioned or referenced in or on The Matt Ferret Show. Any such mention is for purpose of reference only. Any advice, generalized statistics, or opinions expressed are strictly those of the host and guests of The Matt Ferret Show. Although every effort has been made to ensure the contents of The Matt Ferret Show and related content are correct and complete, laws and regulations change quickly and often. The ideas and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show aren't meant to replace the sage advice of healthcare, insurance, financial planning, accounting, or legal professionals. You are responsible for your financial decisions. 
It is your sole responsibility to independently evaluate the accuracy, correctness, or completeness of the content, services, and products of, and associated with, The Mad Ferret Show, MF Media LLC, and any related content or publications. The thoughts and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show are those of the host and The Matt Ferret Show guests only, and are not the thoughts and opinions of any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show, nor is The Matt Ferret Show made by, on behalf of, or endorsed or approved by any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show. 